0: Welcome to Night's at the Roundtable, a Gilbert Christian Schools podcast designed to equip our staff in the areas of teaching, theology, and training in righteousness. Hosted by Middle School Bible teacher and campus pastor of our Agritopia location, Ricky Bills. What a beautiful blessing it is that the God of the galaxies, the one who spoke all material things into existence, has chosen to reveal himself to mankind. The multiple ways in which God reveals himself emphasizes God's sovereignty and making himself known, and our dependence on him, if we are to truly know him. F. Carl F.H. Henry, a 20th century theologian, said, Revelation is God's unmasking of himself, his voluntary act of disclosure. Throughout history, God has revealed himself in the different ways, so that man may know God and know about God. But how does this revealing change our hearts and our minds as believers? Here with us today to understand the topic of general revelation is our very own Bible teacher and campus pastor of the Val Vista location, Mr. Dave Matthews. Dave, welcome to the GCS Podcast.
1: Man, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy we're getting this thing rolling. Happy to, to be able to equip our students, or excuse me, our teachers, and through our teachers, our students, well, whatever we're going to talk about.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a great time. Mm-hmm. So. Um, each week we're gonna try and take one main topic, one main question. Uh, you drew the the first straw. You got to choose it, so uh, I don't know if you knew you were being first, but you are. I got, I got voluntold, yeah. it was, was great. <laughs> so um, our topic today is general revelation. Mm-hmm. So what we really want to do is we want to look at what is general revelation, just a, as it is, what's its purpose, What's what effect does it have on mm-hmm. us as believers, and, and specifically as us as people that are teaching young minds. Um, and then talk about does this this idea of a, a God that reveals himself in just a general sense, does that bring us to an ability to be saved? Mm. Um, and obviously, we'll, we'll look through scripture sure. throughout it. And then at the end, we really want to look to, okay, how can we equip our teachers to talk about this and feel confident that they not only know about general revelation, but um, maybe give some ideas or ways that they can incorporate it into different subjects at different levels. Because, you know, the beauty of what we have here at Gilbert Christian is we teach, you know, pre-K all all the way to to Mm -hmm. 12th grade. And so we're trying to teach all of them the same things. And so let's just go ahead and, and dive right into it. So if you tell us like, what is general revelation?
1: Yes, great question. So, when we talk about general revelation, first of all, like you mentioned, revelation, just in general, or (laughs) that's confusing. (laughs) Revelation, the term, means God revealing himself Mm -hmm. to us. That's why uh, when we have the book of Revelation in the Bible, the full name of the book is the Revelation to John. It's not the Revelation of John, it's God revealing things to John the Apostle and John writing them down. Mm. So, when we think about Revelation, it is always from God and it is always about God. Right. I, I can reveal something to you, Ricky, but we wouldn't call that the same thing right. of, ma- of giving you revelation. Technically, you could use the same et- etymolo- er, term, right. like etilo- etymological term. Etymological. i got yeah, to yeah, make yeah. sure I've got my, <laughs> my terms right. Go back yeah, to it's the recorded, class. right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't want to have the record of, oh, Mr. Matthews, uh, spending too much time in Greek and Hebrew. My yeah, English there you go. Down, the right?
0: English descent. So, yeah. No. Uh,
1: but Yeah, so revelation, uh, specifically what it means is just God showing himself. Us. So right. we talk about two different kinds of revelation. There's special revelation, which we'll talk about in a for, in a future episode. Yeah, that'll be next the next episode. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. But general revelation is God showing himself to all of humanity in specific mm-hmm. ways. Okay?
0: Do you, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just going to ask, in, in what ways do you, do we typically see that, him revealing himself? M- With-
1: most common, most easily understood way is through creation, right? So if we look at scripture, if we or before we even look at scripture, if we right. look just at the world around us, we can see that it's not chaos. It's not just things happening without any rhyme or reason, right? It's not just we happen to exist. It's very evident that there was a creator, right? Yeah. Because things don't come out of nothing. Right. Regardless of what you believe about the Big Bang. So uh, whoever scientists say that we just call it all of a sudden happened right. to exist. An accident or chance. Yes. Yeah. Because there's, you know, potentially infinite numbers of galaxies. So or of universes. So, of course, at eventually one of them is going to make something that can sustain life. Right. Right. That is, the, you know, a common explanation. Surely very, very simplified. But the, the, that's the explanation that a lot of atheists, people who don't affirm, uh, uh What's the term uh,
0: creator, for? designer, creator. Yeah. yeah. Uh, intelligent design. intelligent Sorry, designer, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: we don't affirm that that is kind of where they land and try to explain how we got here. But for anyone who has, you know, any modicum of sense, we would say yeah. <laughs> that, you know, it, the creation design points to a designer. So the fact that we have a world that makes sense, that we have laws of physics that make sense, that we have an earth that is in the exact right place in our solar system. A few more hundreds of thousands of miles away cl- or away from the sun would be yeah. too cold. Closer would be too hot. If yeah. our moon was a few million miles closer or, or further away, it would be, uh, our, all the tides on the earth would be all out of wax. There's all these things that are not just random, I guess could potentially happen if we had millions and infinite numbers of universes and infinite numbers of tries, but it would be like if I put all of the pieces to a Rolex watch in a, in a shoebox and shook them up yeah. really hard. Hope to just yes. made a Rolex. Uh, yes, yeah. what, what, would you expect to open the box and see a Rolex?
0: I mean, that would be nice, but probably not, right? <laughs> <laughs> probably, not.
1: probably not. It's the same thing with everything that has to happen for creation. Yeah. Right. So when we ask, well, what are some ways we see general revelation happening? That is the prime example, right? And one that Paul even mentions in Romans 1, which we'll get to here yeah. in a little bit, I'm sure. Uh, but we see also God's providence. For us. We see that God, the Bible affirms that God uh, creates or, or elevates and, and um, removes kings uh, and rulers throughout uh, all of creation. He provides things for us like food and shelter and water and seasons that help us sustain life, right? So it's, not, it's it, if we actually look and think about does this make sense for this to be, have someone in charge of this, then absolutely we see a case for the Creator right? And if we look at scripture, that's probably I probably we should have started. There, yeah. Yeah. But let's Go make ahead. sure we get there. Yeah. Uh, one great passage that I love that talks about how creation shows us God, how God reveals himself, how he gives revelation mm-hmm. to us in, uh, in in nature is Psalm 19. Okay. So Psalm 19, uh, David is praising God. He's praising God for who he is. And he writes this, he says, the heavens declare the glory God of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork day to day pours out speech and night to night reveals knowledge right so so david is affirming that it's not just we don't just have to have this idea because someone told us about god if if we actually look at what we see created the heavens themselves the earth themselves the sky itself proclaims that there's an amazing creator right? which is
0: such which is such a beautiful thing I, um you know I've, I've talked to a lot of my students about this and I've talked to, you know, different people in my life about this, but myself, I'm colorblind. And so, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so being colorblind, it, ironically, a lot of the Bible teachers at Agrotopia have been historically colorblind. It's like a weird thing that <laughs> really? we have over there. <laughs> uh, but being colorblind, there, there, are certain aspects of in Arizona. We have these beautiful sunsets, mm-hmm. and for me, you know, that's a, that's a, a, a aspect of general revelation. This beauty that is just there within creation mm-hmm. that the God is putting there in front of us. But as someone that's colorblind, you're looking at those, and my wife in, is talking about, oh, the oranges and the pinks, and the and, and I'm seeing like, yep, yeah, just looks kind of yellowish to clouds. me. Like it's just there. <laughs> uh, but for me personally, the stars. Mm-hmm. When when you're out in the middle of nowhere and you're looking up and you're seeing this. All these stars in the sky, and understanding like that's an aspect of this general revelation, is creation mm-hmm. that God is revealing to us in that moment that He is the one upholding the mm-hmm. stars. Mm-hmm. Like the, the fact that we can look up and th- they're still there, and there's a consistency to what we see is because He's upholding it. Like yeah. that's the beauty of yeah. of of general revelation and, and kind of what you're talking about and seeing in this text. So I would love for you to kind of go, with sort 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 of start to see what it is, sure, and then using that and, and continue use that scripture. What would you say the purpose of us understanding general revelation is and and just God using that, uh, that way to reveal himself to us? Yes. Okay. Great. Great question. So what, what is the purpose in God doing anything
1: really in the, in the first place is, is another way we can answer that question is so that we would know him and understand him and glorify him. Why does he reveal anything to us? Why do we have scripture? Why did he send Christ? Why, why did he Why did he have prophets? Why did we have the apostles? It's so that we would all understand that there is a God. Yeah, first and foremost,
0: which is so beautiful. Yes, yeah. which
1: is awesome. He didn't have to do that at all for us. Mm-hmm. He, he could have chosen to be aloof. He could have chosen just uh, to just set it and forget it. Like a uh, what's that? Do you remember that old? Um, it's an infomercial. It was like the. the the key of the, like this oven or something oh, was like yeah. you could just set it and forget <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, just I mean, walk away. It's yes, all good. It'll exactly. figure itself out. Yes, G- God in his infinite wisdom could have decided to leave the earth that way, but he chooses to reveal himself to us, and I, which I think is so beautiful that he yeah, gives sure. us an avenue, even before we've ever read the Bible, to look up and say, oh, this is amazing. Like s- something created this, right? right? And th- and that's why we see that, and this is a whole other segment that we could talk about, but God part of his providence for us, part of his uh, general revelation to us is that everyone on earth has this part of their mind that acknowledges that there is a God, Yeah. right? For someone to be an atheist, they have to actually reject that part of their, of their mind, of their soul, of their heart that realizes something created all of this, right? That's why we see uh, across cultures, across times, like all throughout the predominant stance, of, of religion, of spirituality, is that there is at least one God. Mm-hmm. There is some sort of spiritual realm. Yeah, they they want
0: to worship. Yes, there's a desire to worship.
1: Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So it's not that if if there wasn't something innate in us, we wouldn't see that as the predominant and and normal reaction. To the world around us. Yeah. Like we, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't see the Greeks having a God for every single thing. We wouldn't show up in Papua New Guinea today and have them who have no contact with the outside world still believe in something that lives outside of themselves.
0: Right. They, there's this aspect of not only is there a worship, but there's the innate desire to bring forth something that is the ultimate creator or thing in which they should should give their attention to. Yes. Uh, I, when I was researching for this, I, I came across a theologian, a Reformed theologian. His name was Vol- Wolfgang Musculus, which is just a cool, wow. awesome name. Wow. Um, but he said this it about general, general revelation, it is set forth to all people of all nations that no man can excuse himself for not knowing God. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes to what you're saying is th- that there isn't an excuse of Rejection. Mm-hmm. There's not a. Well, oh, I was trying to know, but you know, but he just didn't allow me to. You can look out and see that clearly. There is a God. Yeah. Um. But I would, I would love if, in just in that, because you brought it up, if we go to Romans yes, one ab- that you talked about and really look at and and talk about this general revelation. It's so beautiful. It's so mesmerizing and majestic. But is it capable of bringing someone? to a saving faith in is it so that they can spend eternity in heaven or is it not and so i'd love to hear your thoughts on that
1: yes absolutely so well let's go to romans first and then, and then let's build on yeah that yeah, sounds let's, great let's start with the text i think that's always a, a great place to start i try to get all my students to rather than let me give you mr matthews's thoughts first yep. and then let's go to the text and see how mr matthews is right yeah <laughs> let's let's,
0: <laughs> let's let it speak for itself yes. yeah
1: amen so Paul is talking about uh, the, the unrighteousness in, in the world, right? And here's what he says. He says, the wrath of God, this is in Romans 1, verse 18, if you're following along or want to look this up for yourself afterwards. But in Romans one eighteen, he says, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. And this is where we kind of get more into talking about general revelation. Mm-hmm. Paul says in verse 19, for what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it two of them for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. So they are without excuse for although They knew God. They did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. He goes on to explain more about how uh, the world has rejected God, how people specifically igno- like they heart, their heart knows like we were just talking right. about, there's something innate and then the knows that God exists, but they choose to reject it and will live. Their own way, right? So one of the reasons that this is so important, and one of the reasons why it's so helpful for the question you just asked, is that it seems like Paul is saying. If if you do kind of uh I my, my room is right next to Mr. Pastor's room, so I've been picking up on some more math stuff. There as, you go. Uh, okay. He's a, he's the he's our math teacher over at the Val Vista campus. Which is a great
0: name for a teacher at Christian it, school. It's, well, it's shout so, out to Mr. Pastor. It's so
1: confusing because all of my students are go, Why is the pastor why does Mr. Pastor teach math? Mr. Matthews teaches Bible. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that's hilarious. So I've been called Mr. Pastor a lot. Shout out shout out <laughs> to Mike. He's awesome. Great. If I'm gonna be mistaken for someone, great gotta be mistaken. Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. Um but kind of working with the like you know, in math there's this concept of if A plus b equals c then uh, or, or if a equals b and and uh, b equals c then a equals c right, right. like yeah. i can't remember what property that's called uh, i should brush up on should ask me yeah just ask him uh, but i think when you when you read that paul says what has been made what is uh what can be known about god has been made plain to them because god has shown it to them right so therefore they are without excuse i think what people reverse engineer that to say is that, oh, that means that if they just paid attention hard enough, if they just acknowledged God in general revelation hard enough, then they could be saved, right? right? Then they could be excused from their sins, or then they wouldn't have sinned is probably a more accurate way to to communicate what he's saying there. So many a well-intentioned Christian has used this passage, including myself, by the way, in, in the past, right? So I point the finger back at myself, has used this passage to say, to the question what so what about people in africa if, if we don't if they don't hear the gospel can they be saved and my response and lots of people's response has been well you know paul says that there's some that he shows himself to people and people just reject it so there's a chance right. that if through general revelation they might not use that term there's a chance that just looking at nature they could understand god and seek after him hard enough and and god would excuse them from their sin because because they really tried to get to know him
0: yeah i've even heard that you know and, and guilty myself of using that as they've grown up, right? Because hearing that Mm -hmm. same thing and using that to say, uh, well, if they're worshiping God, right, it's their, it's their understanding of God. So then, you know, that, that might be good Mm -hmm. enough. Um, But kind of what you're hinting at, there seems to be a problem with that compared to what Paul is saying in Romans one. Yes. Yes. And so what
1: Paul goes on to say is that
0: we don't have time to dive into
1: all of it, but what Paul goes on to say is that because they rejected the simple truth of their being, uh, of there being a God, because they looked at what was made plain to them and what most of the world acknowledges, why, why would God continue to give them special revelation and special truth, which we'll talk about more about next week, but why would he give them the truth of the gospel to to steward well if they couldn't even steward the simple gifts that they were given to understand that there was a God? Yeah, that's good. Right? So the, one specific author put it this way, right? If someone said uh, to you, hey, I, I need, I need $1,000, right? I'm, I'm desperate. I, I need this $1,000 right now it'll save my life. And I say, well, here, I've got 10 without help. And they go, how, how dare you only offer me that much? I don't want that. I don't want that simple $10. Okay. Let's say in the future, though, I happen to have a thousand dollars to give mm-hmm. away. W- would it be wrong of me to not find that other guy and say, well, he didn't want my $10. Why would I give him a thousand? You see what I'm, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? So saying, yeah. like, if, if someone has rejected the small gift, why would I give him the big bigger gift? gift yeah. Right. So what Paul is communicating in this passage is not these people could come to face through general revelation, but rather a, God's going to give them over to their passions and desires and not going to try to te- tell them the gospel because they've already rejected the simple ideas of who he is. Why would they then accept the more complex, more treasured, treasured ideas of the gospel?
0: Right. Yeah. It, it, uh, what you are saying kind of reminds me back to John 14 mm-hmm. and Jesus is talking He says, I'm the way, the truth and life and no one comes to the father except through me. Mm-hmm. And, the 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 heart i think is a genuine heart of you want people you want to believe that people can um be saved that don't hear the totally. gospel because that, that would be awesome right and, and there's this aspect that we have in human desire and not outside of a general revelation idea of where god clearly making himself known but it's this twisted idea of what's fair mm-hmm. because we think of oh well it's not fair that i got it but they didn't because they're in sure. a worse situation or worse you know place to live that doesn't have the gospel and things of that nature. When in reality, it's not fair that you got it either. Exactly. Not that anybody got it. Right. right cause it's, it's, cause if we wanted fair, what we would get was the punishment <laughs> for our sin, right? right. Like that's yeah. the most quoted fair that we could give. Yeah. But the, the reality that we have to face that I, I push my students to talk about when we're in Bible is if this is on your heart, that you're feeling a weight for this group of people, wherever it may be, that, that they don't know the gospel and you're desperate to want to, to know that they could have the potential Mm -hmm. of being saved by hearing the gospel. The, the way in which we do that isn't to ease our conscience by saying, well, maybe general revelation Mm -hmm. will be good enough. The, what we do is what Jesus calls to do in the great commission is we go out and we start to go tell people about the gospel. Yes. So we don't give ourselves excuses for why certain people may not have it. Instead, what we should do is we should be pressing in together as a church, as as a whole throughout the world, as as Gilbert Christian raising up kids that are going out into the world to go, these kids need to know the gospel so that they will go tell more people the gospel and it multiplies as it continues to grow throughout who knows
1: it and very well said that the the way to ease our conscience isn't by trying to find a workaround for oh they'll probably be okay right the way we ease our conscience is by being obedient Mm -hmm. the way we ease our conscience and feel okay about this thing is by being on mission yeah is by by saying okay well well, god has given us the task to go forward and do this i i I can do something about it i don't just have to find a solution in scripture so i can go. okay, whew, that one's off my chest. I can go, I can sleep at night now. Right. No, like you, you, the way you sleep at night, the way you feel good about that situation is by doing something about it.
0: Yeah, and I, I, as I was doing different readings, one of, one of the best ones I came across, I felt like in general revelation, it started to talk about the effects mm-hmm. um, that general revelation has on it. Not just the purpose, but okay, if it can't be salvific, what other effects does it have? Mm. Um, just to list a few, uh, I love that the author said, well, clearly it makes atheism folly which is what mm, you brought yep. up right it's just foolishness which we see in uh Psalm 14 just talking if you think there isn't a god and you're looking out and you're going oh this is just a, an accident you know bob ross happy accidents of you know whatever it may be right <laughs> like that that's crazy mm-hmm. it is total folly to look out and see the beauty yeah. and, and you know my wife and I we we just celebrated uh you know 3 months uh, our daughter turned 3 months it's old, old you know the birth it's of great. our daughter and you 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 sit and you look at a child which we you know we get to uh, minister kids at, at school, and you look at these kids, and to go, oh yeah, that's that's just a mistake that mm-hmm. they happen to be here. Right? Like, no, this is by the grace of God that He has worked it together by His providence and sovereignty that this this kid is here under our care, and that we're here getting to do this. But, but then the other one I really loved uh, what they said is uh, for the effect is God holds man accountable to His moral law, and th- the general revelation, the understanding that we have even this innate sense mm-hmm. of right and wrong makes it clear that there's this thing pressing within us that there is a God that you can go to most places throughout the world and they're going to have a moral code that's pretty similar on on main things Mm -hmm. because there's something pushing on and waiting on our heart that goes, no, I know that this is right. I know that this is wrong. Now we can sear that conscience and we can continue to push towards Mm -hmm. more and more wickedness, which idolatry is wickedness, which is another effect that we see from general revelation. We know when it's wickedness, Mm -hmm. but we start to just not care because we're pushing further and further from trying to see God and further and further towards the folly that we want to believe yeah. in.
1: And, and as Paul puts it there, they're actively suppressing the truth. They can't destroy the truth because right. it's truth, mm-hmm. but they suppress it in their own brains into other people and teach that. Mm. It's, it's the same thing that it's the same thing that uh, the this, this serpent did in the garden. Did God really say? Yep. Uh, it's, it all starts from that, which we could do a whole podcast on just that, that, so one, much. that one question right there. <laughs> right. But yes, it all stems from that. And so God's general revelation is a blessing to us and to the world, really, mm-hmm. uh, that he, he shows himself to us at all.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, as teachers, there's just so many opportunities. It's mm-hmm. almost overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And you know, at, at Gilbert Christian, we're making this this push where we don't want to just sprinkle Jesus on top, right? Yeah. We don't want to have a lesson and go, oh, here's a Bible verse to start it off, and okay, now let's just teach you the concept mm-hmm. or the topic, or the subject. It's, you no, know, we want the very foundation of what we're starting with to be the, the, the biblical mm-hmm. worldview of this, and we're building from there. Mm-hmm. And so, kind of to, to wrap up our question mm-hmm. portion and just spend our last little bit in here, trying to equip our teachers, how would you go about maybe taking this stuff that you've studied and understand about general revelation, being a Bible teacher, campus pastor for Val Vista, if you were to talk to, you know, a first grade teacher or like a fifth grade teacher in that younger elementary, Mm -hmm. and then we can get to high school in a minute, how would you take a specific subject and try and incorporate seeing, pointing to, this is what we're learning, and here's how you can see God through general revelation. in it? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, so for instance, let's say we're talking about math. Right. Well, we're talking about a lot of math today, which mm-hmm. is great. Uh, but let's say we're talking about math and you're trying to show your students, hey, e- every time you multiply five times five, it's always going to be 25. Right. Isn't that cool that math doesn't always change? Like you can look at something, or whenever you have five of something and you have five of the other thing and you add them together, there's always going to be ten of them. Right. Right? You, you you go to simple rules.
0: There's a consistency.
1: Yeah. Yes. You can point to the fact that isn't it awesome that God makes things consistent in our world? Isn't it awesome that God gives us logic and order? Maybe I don't use those words for a first grader, but right. isn't it awesome that our world just isn't chaos? Mm-hmm. It's so cool that it points to a God who has ordered our world in a specific way and give us gives us things that make sense, right? Yeah. You can, you, even if you're just talking about simple logic and whatever, you know, subject that you're in, you can say that points to a God that created intelligently
0: designed a universe rather than just random chance happening all over the place. Right. right? I I was sitting talking uh, or listening to one of our, our administrators one time and they were working with a, a student and just talking about, you know, a student had done something, you know, they were being a kid, right? Mm-hmm. But they were, uh, um, had gotten in trouble for this. And, and the administrator was just sitting there talking to them about why did God give us our hands? Mm-hmm. Right. And there's a purpose for them. Mm-hmm. And they could understand that purpose. Even, you know, at first grade, they can understand, yeah. I know what my hands are for and I know what they're not for. So you start to talk about math, there, there isn't just chaotic, you know, it just doesn't matter. We just, however you want to add two plus right. two, that's how it is. And, and unfortunately we're going to a culture that more and more truth, right? Quote sure. unquote truth is, is moving to that. But when we actually look back to okay, what does God reveal to us just in a common understanding and mm-hmm. our creation is providence? No, there is an order and there is a right way to do stuff. And that is what we're training, you know, all of our students in. Yeah. You could, I mean, let's
1: say you're talking about science. You're talking about the weather. Like, hey, how awesome is it that God specifically created a way for uh, the rain to fall in a way that it doesn't just destroy everything it falls on. Like yeah. you guys ever thought about that? What if the ranges all fell down at once? What do you think would happen? <laughs> like, everything would just be smashed. There's, yeah. a, there's an old, uh, if you are, are a John Piper fan, there's an yeah. old John Piper fan or an old John uh, Piper article. That's all about that, about how amazing it is. That water literally just rises up off of the earth and falls down these little tiny droplets in a way that just waters the earth perfectly. So even if you're in something as simple as how things grow, that displays a God that cares for us and reveals His great glory and majesty and design to us.
0: Yeah, I was talking with um, with a few students the other day, just saying the giraffes are weird. You know, <laughs> you look at giraffe, you mm-hmm. go, God has to be creative. And we are we are you know mid- uh, we're working with middle school, so they're mm-hmm. wild and crazy and come up with the craziest ideas. And one of the boys was just saying, he's like, "Yeah, it's just a horse with a long neck. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's good, what basically. it looks yeah, like, yeah. right? But that, there's this Thing about we we crave to go out into the world and go see this beauty. Mm-hmm. You, you t- people go on uh, vacations, they go on African safaris, and they go to see Mount Everest, and you know they're mm-hmm. just climbing up the the biggest mountain in the world, and you know it's so dangerous. But people, there's this craving to mm-hmm. see the very thing that God has put right in front mm-hmm. of them, and a lot of times if they they aren't a believer, they don't understand why they're even craving it. But we know as believers, we're craving it because we want. To be able to look at that thing and worship and glorify the God that made it mm-hmm. as opposed to, oh, wow, this is really pretty view. It is really pretty view. How great is the God that painted that view with the very hands and by speaking it into existence, which I think is really a beautiful thing that we can we can show Amen. to like even young kids, you know, with the beauty they can see. Amen. So so high school. So let's go to the other end yeah, of things, if, you if, know.
1: We're, if we're going up into high school, you know, they're learning things like physics. They're learning things like maybe some like rudimentary anatomy, mm-hmm. things like that. So anything like you could talk about, hey, have you ever thought about the fact that it's awesome that we have gravity? You ever thought about the fact that someone decided that we should have things that hold us onto the planet? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. That's a great point. Like, well, like, who's to say that that would just automatically happen? Right. So yeah. s- someone designed it that way. God is even providing for us in the very nature of the laws that keep us together. I would say look at your own eyes. Think about your brain. Think about all the complex things that go on just inside your own head. Think about the fact that you can remember something that happened to you when you were five years old. How right. does electricity do that?
0: Yeah, <laughs> there, 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 there's so many times where, uh, uh, you know, being bible brain, you're hearing things about science mm-hmm. and I'm going, I, I'm lost. And you look around, and you go, oh wait, a lot of people are lost because it's so complex. Yeah that you go, how, how could you really believe this is an accident? Yes, and I, I had a conversation with a student
1: uh, a couple days ago. They go, like, why can't we do, why do we have to go to science class? Why can't we just do Bible class? Like, why do we have to go, like, have them argue with each other? I go, they don't argue with each other at all. Right. If you really look at science, it points to an amazing, glorious God that organized your eye mm-hmm. in a way that light, so, something traveling at the speed of light can hit the front of your eye It can hit the back of your eye. Nerve can turn that into somehow an electrical signal that your brain can interpret as something that is in front of you.
0: Yeah, this is what's there. Yes.
1: How how do atoms and electricity, how does energy do that in a brain? Li- literally the most smartest people, PhDs, all in neuroscience can't explain how that actually happens. Right. They, well, they can explain how it happens. They can't explain why it happens. Right. And how it got to be there that it did happen. Yes. Right. O- other than they can just say, Oh, we got lucky. Yeah. Or one of the, you know, just one in the infinite m- multitude, infinite multiverses. And maybe, no, maybe no other ones do it, but we happen to have life. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's it, by chance. it came. It takes to way existence. more faith to believe that than it does to believe that someone intended it to be that way. Agreed. So I think that if I was going to maybe pick one thing that I could communicate, especially to junior high, higher grades, I would just say, hey, look at the evidence and what we believe. We believe in faith, right? right? That's why it's not science. But we can say it's much more likely that someone created us, created all the things that we see than it was just happened to
0: happen, right? It just happened to be randomly. we, We ended up here. Yeah, that's I mean, I think that's a great great ending to kind of what we're doing. So I, I would love if, is there any last things, any any last quotes, any last thoughts you had on general revelation that you're like, you really want to teach your understanding? Hey, when, when you're going in the classroom, this is what you need to know. This is, you know, the general revelation aspect. I know it's kind of a love right at the end there for no, you. I so. okay. <laughs> uh,
1: Man, I would, I would say that I would just encourage them to, when you are communicating this, like, let your own awe and wonder about who God is come through. And That's if you beautiful. feel like, I don't, I don't know if I normally have that, then I'll go, you need to, you need to have that. You need to look at the world around you and make sure that you are appreciating it for what it is, yeah. that you are understanding that when you drive to work and you see the superstition mountains out there, that you have some reverence for them. I'm not saying you need to weep every time you see the, <laughs> the, the sunset or something <laughs> right. like that, especially if you're colorblind, Yeah, you go, huh? um, But. Uh, you should have some appreciation for the world around you for how god is revealing himself through simple things like our eyes mountains rain those kind of things I, I foster that in yourself starting right now because if you are in this conversation and you don't have any appreciation for that why why would they uh-huh. how is that going to come across to them you're going to have no passion for it you're going to go well i mean yeah it's, it's pretty cool that god that god created the world i think you know, versus if you have spent the time cultivating an attitude that praises like David does in Psalm 19, realizing that the heavens declare the majesty of God, right? It it starts, it starts with you to communicate it.
0: Yeah, I think that's such great wisdom because if you show that passion and care, not only for your subject, Mm -hmm. but for the fact that the God of the galaxies made that subject and all the things within it, it, it's a wonderful thing. I was, want to just kind of end with a quote, Uh, God designed creation so that mankind would know him. It's Amen. so basic, but it's so clear. Like the, the reason we're here is not us. It's to know him, bring him glory, mm-hmm. and worship him to the fullest that we can. Amen. Well, Dave, thank you so much for being here. Uh, it was a wonderful time having you, and uh, I look forward to having you on future episodes. Agreed let it again soon yeah well, guys thank you so much for listening uh we hope to have a, a episode out every single month for the school year if not more that's that's the goal we'll see what eventually happens but next episode which will come out in september we'll be talking about the flip side of this which is special revelation we'll have another one of our wonderful bible teachers on but until next time thanks for listening to the gcs podcast and we'll see you soon